Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rural Monticello. This is Sunday, October the 1st, 2023. This service was recorded on September the 24th, the 17th Sunday after Pentecost. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Pete Temple. The lector is Rhonda Weirs. Thank you to Zeta Harms for sponsoring this week's broadcast. Thank you for joining us today. Well, good morning on this 17th Sunday after Pentecost. It's good to be with you this morning. Let us begin with confession and forgiveness. You'll find this printed on the front of your bulletin. Gracious God, we confess that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. Forgive us and give us strength to turn from sin and to serve you in the newness of life. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for you. And for his sake, God forgives you of all your sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives power to become children of God and bestows upon them the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we'll hear in today's sermon, Jonah was angry with God and wasn't going to forgive him. So we hang on to that this morning. Let us pray together the prayer of the day that's printed in your bulletin insert for this 17th Sunday after Pentecost. Will you pray with me? Almighty and eternal God, you show perpetual loving kindness to us, your servants. Because we cannot rely on our own abilities, grant us your merciful judgment and train us to embody the generosity of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. We receive God's holy word. In... The first reading is from Jonah, chapter 3, verse 10, through chapter 4, verse 11, with the following preface. After Jonah's short sermon in chapter 3, verse 4, the Ninevites all repented and God decided to spare the city. Jonah objected to this and became even more angry when God ordered a worm to destroy a plant that was providing shade. The book ends with a question that challenges any who are ready to forgive. You, Jonah, are all worked up about a bush, but shouldn't I be concerned about 120,000 Ninevites? The reading. When God saw what the people of Nineveh did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. But this was very displeasing to Jonah, and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord and said, O oh Lord, is not this what I said while I was still in my own country? That is why I fled to Tarshish at the beginning, for I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and ready to relent from punishing. And now, O oh Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, Is it right for you to be angry? Then Jonah went out of the city and sat down east of the city and made a booth for himself there. He sat under it in the shade, waiting to see what would become of the city. The Lord God appointed a bush and made it 
come up over Jonah to give shade over his head to save him from his discomfort. So Jonah was very happy about the bush. But when dawn came up the next day, God appointed a worm that attacked the bush so that it withered. When the sun rose, God prepared a sultry east wind, and the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint and asked that he might die. He said, it is better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the bush? And he said, yes, angry enough to die. Then the Lord said, you are concerned about the bush for which you did not labor and which you did not grow. It came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should I not be concerned about Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left, and also many animals? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, according to St. Matthew, the 20th chapter, glory to you, O Lord. You may be seated for the reading of the gospel. Jesus said to his disciples, The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them out into his vineyard. And when he went out at about nine o'clock that morning, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, you also go into the vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again at about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And at about five o'clock, he went out and he found others standing around and he said to them, why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you also go into the vineyard. When the evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired at about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only an hour, and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last the same as I gave to you. I am not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Lord is gracious, full of compassion, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. Our Psalm 145. There is a message here for us this morning. 
It is about forgiveness. It is about God changing God's mind. We don't like change. And it's God's love for all people. So let's put this story, and I believe that the two, both the gospel and the Old Testament from Jonah, really go hand in hand this morning. Now Jonah, as we heard Rhonda read, had a rebellion going on in his heart. Many of us, too, have a rebellion that goes on in our hearts. Jonah was a Hebrew, the scripture says. And being a Hebrew, then, he's a descendant of Jacob and Isaac and Abraham. Now, you remember Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It was Abraham that God spoke to. Now, there wasn't anything that Abraham did, but God chose Abraham and said, I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to make you a great nation. And you are going to bless other nations. And so God sets this whole salvation story into motion. What's interesting is that God's story of salvation with this little bit out of Jonah that comes out of our minor prophets. And this is a story that many of our children know very, very well. And the reason that it's a minor prophet is he only wrote four chapters. So it puts him in the category. He wasn't a wind, it wasn't a windy story like we see from Isaiah and Daniel and Jeremiah. The other thing I want to share with you that this story takes place with asking Jonah, God asking Jonah to go to Nineveh. And he goes the other direction to Tarshish. So I want you to understand the context of this story. Hang on, kids, because I'm going to have you come up here and help me with the sermon. But I want our adult friends to know what we're talking about in the context of this story. I want you to picture the very northern part of Maine over here. And then I want you to picture the very southern part of California, even south of San Diego, out there. I want you to know that from my doorstep to my mom's doorstep in Sun City is 1,700 miles. Can anybody guess how far it is from the upper uh, echelon of Maine down to the lowest place in California? Throw out a number. 3,500. 2,200. 1,000. 1,000. 2,900 miles, almost 3,000 miles. And so it's that distance plus going from Minneapolis, Minnesota down to Des Moines. Add that on. So Nineveh is over here and Tarshish is way over here. This is an extreme story. I mean, talk about extreme. And Jonah has got in his mind this rebellion going on. I'm going to get away from here and God will never find me. Let's see, anything else I need to set? Oh, here's the other thing. So he has to go to, if you go to Nineveh, it's in Iraq today, and he's going to Assyria. Jonah was a prophet, which means God chose him God gave him a message, and he delivered the message, and the message became true. 
what God delivered became truth. So Jonah's a prophet. And he's going to go to Syria. Now Syria is a kingdom that's building up, building up, building up, and the Israelites are fearing them. Okay? And here he's going to go, and he's going to give a message. At this time, I invite our Sunday school kids to come forward to help me with the rest of the story. Come on up. And to make sure I get it right, I'm going to be using the Spark Bible and the Whirl Bible, just to make sure I get this story right. I want you to face the storyboard, and when I ask you a question, you have to really say it out loud as best you can. Forget about the people behind you. Uh, we had Sunday school last week, right? And who did the coloring on these storyboards up here? You all did, right? And thanks to Gina Dirks, she came up with all the pictures here, right? And so the, our story starts over here. And God has spoken, has spoken to Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh and share with the people to start being kind and considerate and gentle with each other. So let's go. I'm Jonah. Let's go. We're going to Nineveh. You ready? Come with me fast. Right up behind me. Right behind me. Come. Whoa. Whoa. Why would I want to do that? I'm a foreigner in their land. I do that. They're going to hurt me. No. I'm not going to go to Nineveh. I'm going to go where? Uh, up in Tarshish. Right? Okay, so I'm going to Spain. Tarshish is actually in the southern tip of Spain on the Mediterranean. So let's go. Ooh, yeah, I'm going to get some bullfighting. Yeah, bullfighting in Spain. <laughs> you know, I was sharing with Pete, I feel like Art Linkletter sometimes. <laughs> when I... We're on our way to Tarshish. We're, we're not going to Nineveh. Okay, come on up here. Come on up here. Face this sign. Okay, we're not there yet. I mean, 3,000 miles. Come on. This is a long way. It would have been 500 miles to go to Nineveh. So we're going to go to Spain or Tarshish, and that's 20, 2,500 miles. Let's just kind of spread out here. I want, your, uh, I want you to be a tree. Will you be a tree for me? How would a tree look? Go ahead. Okay. All of a sudden, we're walking along. There's a big wind. Be a tree with wind going through your branches. Oh my gosh, wind, 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 wind. Oh, wait a second. Stop. Pastor got ahead of himself. So, before going to Spain, to Tarshish, Jonah says the only way to get there, the quickest way, is for me to get on a boat, right? So, he went and he bought a ticket. And uh, he put on his hat. And he got on a boat. Okay, now you're a tree. You're still close to land. And the wind comes up. And it's blowing, 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 blowing. And all of a sudden, the waves. You're on the Mediterranean Sea. And because you're going to Spain, or Tarshish, the most direct route is through the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. So you're not, you can't see the trees anymore. Okay? And you're on the boat. And the wind and the waves are coming up. And so now you're standing on a boat with the winds and the waves. So what happens when you stand on a boat and the winds and the waves? You lose your 
I mean, you really do. Come on, lose your balance. Lose your balance. And uh, you're Jonah now. And all that's going on up above, and you're down below. Jonah's sleeping. Show us how you sleep. Yeah. And so the skipper, skipper of the ship, found Jonah sleeping downstairs in the lower end of the boat. And uh, Jonah, he, he wakes him up. And he says, we have gone around all the shipmates. We have checked with all the gods, trying to figure out who is angry. Who is your god, Jonah? And he said, my, my God is the God of creation of heaven and earth. It is Yahweh. Well, your God must be angry with us. He goes, yeah, I think he is. I wouldn't go to Iraq. I wanted to go to Spain to hide from God. Can Jonah hide from God? Nope. Can we hide from God? Nope. No. No, God is omnipresent, always watching over us, Right? So Jonah comes up on deck and they go, what are we going to do? Start praying to your God. And Jonah prays, but nothing happens. Finally, Jonah says to the other shipmates, throw me into the sea, for I think God is mad with me. And would they do it? They wouldn't do it. Because if God is mad at Jonah and they throw him in the sea, what is the Hebrew law that Moses gave? You shall not murder. Murder. And so if they throw him into the sea, God's really going to be mad, right? Yeah. They won't do it. But I tell you what, the winds blew more. Be a tree with wind. They really blew and they're really scared. And so they finally pick up Jonah. All right, be careful. I'll take Landon and Connor. And uh, let's, let's pick up Carver here. Okay. Be very, very careful. Someone take the head. The, the top, someone take the feet, go underneath the arms, pick them up, one, two, three. Yeah, something like that. Okay, now set him down. <laughs> there you go. He went into the sea. What, what, what happened the minute that Carver, Carver, thank you. What happened the minute that Carver went into the sea? He fell. Yeah, he fell, but what happened to the sea? Say that loud, Connor. It calmed, it calmed down. And all of a sudden, God saved Jonah. We don't think of this. God saves Jonah. How does God save Jonah from drowning in the water? A, ale, a whale ate him. Can I flip this over? X-ray. There he is. In the tummy of the whale, right? Okay. Jonah is in the whale for how many days? Three. How many nights? Three. Three. Right. And Jonah finally realizes that God has saved him. And he begins to sing a song of praise. And was God pleased? Yeah. He repented. And so after that third day, God caused that whale to what? Spit him out. Pew. Can you say pew? Pew. pew, pew, pew. And out he came on the beach. On the beach he came. And how did he smell? Fishy. And he had to wipe off what? The sea. Gonk, the sand, everything. And he's standing on the seashore, right? Yeah. Now let me check my story. God is mad at me for not listening, says Jonah. So throw me overboard. And they did. Suddenly the sea was calm again. 
Look out, Jonah, here comes a big fish. Gullop, gullop, gullop. The fish swallowed Jonah, and Jonah sat in the darkness. The smelly fish for three days, three nights, Jonah prayed. God, help me. I'm sorry. Finally, the fish spit Jonah out on the beach. Trudge, trudge, trudge. I think we got it right. Did they get it right? All right, give them a hand. We've got part one done. This was chapter one, chapter two. I was kind of hoping I'd have a Jonah on a stick and I could say, okay, here we go. So Jonah, God says, Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh and tell the people what? To be nice. To be nice, okay? And Jonah closes his ears up so he doesn't hear God. And God says, put you, close your ears. Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh and I want you to share with those people to be nice and kind and considerate. Did you hear it? No. Oh, wow. Well, Jonah did. And so Jonah knows, after that whole episode, he is going to go. All right. We're on our way to Nineveh. Come fastly. Here we go. Come on, Jonahs. Oh, my gosh. You know, this is uh, three, well, actually, at this point, 500 miles. He didn't get very far into the sea of the, the Mediterranean Sea. So... He comes, he comes, and here we are in chapter 3. And Jonah is right there. So you want to just line up here, Jonah? And he has his staff. And is he, is he happy at this point? Well, he's okay. He's not totally happy, but he's okay. And he's gone to, you've got to step down a little bit so people can see the picture. He's in, he's in Nineveh. Okay, now come on down here, Jonah, because you've got something to do. Stop here, in a line. Put your hands by your mouth. 40 days, 40 days. 40 days, 40 days. God is going to wipe you out. God is going to wipe you out. 40 days, 40 days. 40 days, 40 days. God is going to wipe you out. 40 days, 40 days. 40 days, 40 days. Oh, yeah, there you go. And uh, so anyway, it took three days to walk across Nineveh. It was huge. It was the capital city in Assyria. And uh, all the people, all the people heard this, and they were worried. They heard about the Hebrew God. They knew about the Red Sea. They knew what God did to others who tried to interfere with God's plan because if you remember Moses said to Pharaoh let my people go can you say let my people go let my people go they know that story and so you're the people of Nineveh and you have decided that you're going to be kind to one another show kindness to each other okay uh, can you shake your hand with a neighbor? Can you do a, a knuckle? Um, can you put your arm around your neighbor? This is weird. This is weird. Okay. So the people of Nineveh are now being kind. And the king is agreed. And we need to be kind. And we need to repent. And so he put on a sackcloth, because that's what you did, and they covered themselves with ashes. People of God, what does that sound like? What season of the church year do we put ashes on and we put on a sackcloth of prayer? Lent. Lent. 
And so the people are in Lent, and God changes God's mind. What does that do to Jonah? Made him angry. Jonah, let us see your angry face. Wow. Okay. So, Jonah goes outside of Nineveh to sit on a hill to wait and see what God's going to do. Forty days tick by. Do you think God destroyed the people in Nineveh? No, no they, he did not. And so, Jonah is upset. And uh, let me see here. Let's, let's see if I've got this. Let's go back and see if you've got it. Jonah brushed off the sticky sand, running away. Again, wouldn't work. He didn't want to go, but he needed to do what God asked him. He dragged himself off to Nineveh. Jonah stomped into the city shouting, 40 days, God will destroy you. Go ahead and say it, 40 days. 40 days, God yeah. There he did it. Now God would leave him alone. But the people in Nineveh surprised Jonah. They listened to God's message. They were sorry. They prayed to God, give us another chance. We will change the way that we are living. God saw that they did, and God did not destroy Nineveh. But the story isn't over. So he's sitting out on the hillside, and there's this wonderful bush that rises up over Jonah, and there's sun here, right? And then the next day, God causes a worm. The worm had many friends, and they did fast work. And what did they do to the bush? The tree? Ate, the Ate the bush, and the sun beat down on Jonah. And God has a conversation with Jonah. Am I not the God of creation, the God of love? Aren't I the God of steadfast love? And remember your sins no more, and I can forgive. Jonah, I caused this tree to provide you shade. I took the tree away. And you're upset? You're upset with the tree, yeah. There you go. And I think the people got it. The people of Assyria got it. And God forgave. Now what's interesting is the story doesn't finish. We don't know if Jonah then forgave. But who did forgive? And God is what? Love. Say that again. God is love. And if God can forgive us, even our childish and evil ways, can we not forgive ourselves? Can we not forgive our neighbors? And can we not forgive God? All right. Last thing I want to do, and all this back and forth, I've lost my place. And this is the last thing I want you to to do to help me. Now, we didn't practice this Sunday school, students. Whoops. The people sitting in the pew may be able to help you. I'm going to say three words, and then you're going to say three words after me. God is good. Okay, wasn't quite what I was looking for, but it works. All the time. God is good. All the time. I want to change it. I want to say, God loves us. All the time. It's not working. Okay, we're going to try this again. God loves us. All the time, all the time. Now we're getting it. 
you know, we could all go to Sunday school, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to do a refrain. The refrain is, God loves us all the time. God's love is forgiveness. God's love is kindness. God loves us all the time. God's love is patient and timeless. God's love is never withheld or conditional. God loves us all the time. God's love is eternal. God's love is for us. God loves us all the time. Amen. You can go back and have your seat. The Gospel of our Lord. Through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord, and taught us to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.